Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. This is Instant Replay on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ, featuring the best of the best from today's conversations, observations, and ruminations, because great radio is still fresh the second time around. Earlier today on the Mac and Bone Show, and a man that you will be seeing a ton of on ACC Network. I have a feeling over the next few days as they give you wall-to-wall coverage of the media days is a man you are very familiar with if you are an old-school OG WFNZ listener, one of the absolute legends, maybe the number one legend when it comes to being on air at this radio station is Mark Packer now doing an amazing job on ACC Network, and he joins us here to talk some ACC football. Pack, what's up, man? How you been doing? Mac T-Bone, good morning, and I think it's now the appropriate time to announce that uh, primetime with the Pac-Man is coming back to FNZ. We're bringing every... We're bringing everybody back, Mac. Uh, and again, no disrespect to anybody in the afternoon drive, but we decided just to put the whole thing back together. Finer line, uh, QCB, the hitman, without uh, Cedric Cornbread Maxwell. We're bringing them all back. So uh, this is breaking news today in the Queen. Yeah, breaking news to us here, Pac. Wow. I'm glad because I think you need to have for your first show uh, Richard Walker back because the Legion yeah. baseball knowledge, since he hasn't been on as much lately. Yeah, it's we strong. don't know. What's going on at Shelby uh, post-24 or something like that? Well, the only the only problem with Walker is he's a Dodger fan. And, you know, given my Giants a lot in Legion, he, he may have to be put on the back burner for maybe a Thursday afternoon till. But uh, it's good being back home with you guys. I hope life's treating you guys all right. Yeah, Pac, good, I remember my first time in Charlotte in broadcasting school. Everyone's talking about you got to listen to primetime with the Pac-Man. That's the guy. That's the show. And I am a grew up a big sports radio guy. So I get in my car when I got here in the summer. I turn it on, and I'm thinking, man, this guy, he's talking a lot of Legion baseball right now. This is 15 minutes straight of Legion. Yeah. Ba- you were out that day. I had no idea. I heard Richard talking for 15 straight minutes. Like, I, call, this show so I called my dad and said, look, I, I know he's already like a legendary figure, but, man, I don't know anything about Shelby Legion baseball. Well, where else in the country could you get a breakdown like that other than WFNC? That, that's Nowhere what separated no. this radio station from everybody else in the country. Nobody else was doing that stuff 20 years <laughs> Revolutionary, baby. Uh, yeah. All right, Pat, let's talk <laughs> Let's talk some ACC, man. I'm very curious. I'm going to – can't wait to see all the coverage that you guys bring on the ACC network and hear what these coaches say. Uh, let's start with your alma mater, the Clemson Tigers. What's your feeling about I'm, – I'm kind of excited to see this Garrett Riley, Klubnik, you know, combination. They've got to get that offense back to where it was previously. What, what do you think about the offense, and what are your expectations for Clemson this year? Well, you know, it's funny. I mean, Dabo has created such a standard that we kind of talk about them like, boy, they've really fallen off. You think they can get back up on the horse? I mean – they have basically dominated the ACC. Uh, they've won double digits, it seems like, forever. Actually, I think since I left FNZ 15 years ago, however long it was, 
I think they've won double digits every single year since. I mean, so they're playing at a different standard and rate in which we keep an eye on them. But you're right, Mac. I mean, we, we got to figure out from a Clemson perspective, do, do the wide receivers step up? And I think to me, the last couple of years, their wide receiver core isn't as good as it was. It was great. Now it's just pretty good. But Garrett Riley, with the job he did last year at TCU, I mean, he really turned those guys in overnight from an offensive standpoint, the explosive plays, which really has been missing with Clemson for the last couple of years. But I still think the defense will be really, really, really good. I think Cade Klubnick's got huge upside in a league that's loaded with really good quarterbacks. Uh, but I think that first game, that Monday night game at Wallace Wade Outdoor Stadium <laughs> against Upstart Duke, a team that won nine games last year, is one of those kind of games in week one that will fly underneath the radar, but should be a really, really entertaining game. But if Clemson's offense clicks back to how it used to be, this is a team that I don't think it's a reach that can say, hey, guess what? This could be still a college football playoff team. Yeah. And Clemson, Florida State really should be the two best teams in the league. Should be, but yeah. we'll see how it goes. And I was going to ask you about Florida State. Obviously, they have to, we'll figure out over time, do they live up to the hype that they're getting? But how important is the hype for Florida State for the conference that when you look at the preseason stuff, it's not just Clemson as a natural contender, but they have a running buddy right now as well? People, it's critical, and it's really been a big problem for the league. Clemson has done their job from a national perspective, winning two titles and playing in two other national championship games. But really, quite frankly, Florida State, Miami, Virginia Tech, in particular those three schools who have a national brand, they need to get back. And of those three, uh, Mario Cristobal now in year two, be kind of curious to see if he bounces back after a disappointing year. Virginia Tech last year had a lousy year. Uh, Brent Pry trying to get that thing going again. But Florida State, of those three, far and above uh, those other three in terms of a national perspective. But Florida State, great brand, got hot at the second half of the season last year. But the thing I keep going back to, they got all these guys back. Mike Norvell's done a really nice job rebranding and rebuilding Florida State, really to the transfer portal, which is now in this day and age a way you can build a team. So um, to me, it's interesting to see Dabo, how he's established his program through recruiting, and Norvell trying to establish his thing through the transfer portal. The one thing I keep going back, though, is that Florida State schedule, we're going to know something by the end of September if they are legit or they're not. They open with LSU, another team with national championship aspirations. Brian Kelly doing a great job in that rebuild. Then, of course, they have the road trip to Death Valley in the end of September. So if the Knowles can have a zero heading to October, uh, they've kind of planted the flag saying, guess what, we're back and you're going to have to deal with this. If they lose both games, hey, they could still play themselves back into an ACC championship game because this year we don't have divisions. It's just the top two teams that get to show it for an, for an ACC title game. But, you know, the Knowles have lost 19 of the last 21 games against ranked opponents. They've got to get over that hump in winning big games. Even last year when they won the second half of the season, they only beat one team with a winning record. So I like what they've got coming back. Jordan Travis is legit. They've got great offensive weapons. Their defense should be salty. Uh, they've got the whole vibe. Now they've got to prove that they belong. Tons of uh, love for Pack on our text line. A lot of memories coming through. Someone says this is the man that made 
16B, the exit famous for Bubba's Barbecue. That you can't drive past it. I, can't. I still can't. I, you know, I went there not long ago, and there's still an FNZ sign up there. They, should, you still, want it. they should still pay you, Pac. Maybe they are. They should still pay you, though, because every time well, I drive past that are, exit, that's what I'm thinking. Boys, no disrespect. They are still paying me. Are you crazy? <laughs> you think I'm doing this interview for free? No, it's brought to you by Bubba's Barbecue. Oh, there The Diamond's direct winner line. I, I, listen, I got a lot. I got a list longer than my arm of all the sponsors. I kept that radio station afloat for 15 years. So, yeah, we're bringing the band back together. There you go, man. There, there are requests for tear from Hacy. There are. There is a Hacy request out there. I mean, you, you talk about Pocono. You can't talk Pocono without the Hacy NASCAR racer reporter a phone call from George. Oh, George. That's right. George. Yeah, those are the early days oh, of George. Yeah, oh, that's show. right. Old school. Oh, man. Memories. Good memories. Uh, all right. Let's... <laughs> let me let me do, let's talk. Uh, let me group all the, the you know some of these triangle teams together and kind of get your thought. Like, who do you think has the best season? If I'm to, to ask you and put them all in a group, Carolina, Duke, or State, where do you lean for for best season out of those three? Wake Forest is the answer to your question. No, no. Um, I, I think you got to go to North Carolina. And listen, I think Duke. Let me go backwards to answer your question. Duke last year, I'll never forget. Last year we did our ACC camp tours. The first one I did, I was at Duke. Here's Mike Elko, his first practice. I was with Eric McLean and the rest of the guys. And we're watching their practice. And I looked at Eric and I said, and Eric knows a little bit about football. I, I just, you know, BS my way through it. But I looked at Eric and I said, Eric, can these guys win three games? And he goes, Pack, it could be tough. They won nine. Uh, and Mike Elko did a brilliant job. I think Duke's going to be better this year than they were a year ago. However, the schedule is not kind. So they may not win nine, but I think they will be a better football team. Uh, NC State, to me, is interesting. Last year, they had all the hype. They didn't quite handle it. That's why I'm kind of going back to your Florida State question. But Brennan Armstrong, the transfer, Robert and I, who, again, those two together at the University of Virginia, he put up great numbers. I'm kind of curious to see what NC State does from an offensive perspective. But they got to get back to what Dave Dorn wants to do, and that's blood of your nose with really good offensive and defensive line play. But I think NC State could be in a comfortable spot where they don't have the spotlight. You didn't get North Carolina, right? you got Drake May, going to be up for the Heisman. Great player. Mac Brown, I think offensively, there's, even though they lost pieces to the NFL draft, I think North Carolina offensively will be really, really good again. The question is, can they tackle anybody? Gene Chizik's a buddy. He's a defensive coordinator. He's won a national championship when he was at Auburn. If North Carolina, again, if's the biggest word in sports, if North Carolina defensively can just be okay, I don't need them to be a world beater. If they can just be okay, I think the answer to your question is North Carolina. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's all they got to do. That's the thing we've been screaming about and packed for years. Like, just be average heels on defense. Right. For God's sake. Just tackle the guy with the ball sometimes. <laughs> I mean, that's really basically what they need to do. <laughs> that would help. Pag, what's the uh, what's the schedule this week for ACC uh, PM as you guys are covering the media days Tuesday through Thursday? Well, I, I don't even care because I start with FNZ this afternoon. Yeah, Bone, did you forget? So, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I've given up the whole ESPN thing. I'm hanging out with you guys. In fact, I expect to be eating some Bubba's Barbecue and all the other sponsors. They're, they're going to be getting those things. If the FNZ sales department isn't making phone calls at the end of this interview, uh, they should all be fired. So I'm going to keep the same theme I had when I was there 15, 20 years ago. About why is it the sales staff work and hell, we're busting our ass on the air, and they're over there doing nothing, playing golf all day. So 
Uh, as far as the question for the ACC <laughs> Network, uh, we're on the air apparently from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m., Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Uh, I know that we've got a production meeting this afternoon for a couple hours to find out more details, but it'll be fun. I mean, listen, we talked to all the coaches, all the players, anybody that's anybody, and uh, it's always a great deal of fun. Plus, everybody's upbeat. You know, nobody feels like they stink uh, right now. Everybody thinks they're going to win the ACC. So, again, it'll be a great deal of fun. And, and if you love college football, if you love the ACC specifically, uh, the next three days, beginning Tuesday, right here in the Queen City, should be a great deal of fun. It'll be awesome. Right, I feel like we're back in, like, 2007 right now. Pat, I was going to say, too, you helped me out a lot uh, early in my career. You invited me out to the Duke Carolina viewing parties, the Four Corners right. parties. And yeah. my memory for that is one of my first ones out there was when uh, Danny Green uh, dunked on Greg Paulus and basically physically assaulted him at the rim. <laughs> and you grabbed the microphone and said, uh, T-Bone, you might want to leave now. This is going to get ugly. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I said, you know what? That's, thanks for having me. I'm out of here. <laughs> well, that, again, I, I've got so many wonderful memories uh, of FNZ. And again, you know, Sports Talk Radio, when we got started way back in the late 90s, Nobody even knew what it was yet, other than if you're in Boston or New York. And uh, really, a lot of talented people at FNZ. I mean, you know, I think about Gary Williams and the morning show, which were great. Mac, you came along rocking and rolling. We've had so many really wonderful people that have had a chance to be on the WFNZ Airways and Mike Kellogg and DJ Stout and all those guys putting all that stuff together. And again, you know, and I will say this I don't think I've been on the station since I left back in 2010. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but one thing I will say, and, and this, you know, we have a lot of fun talking sports and people can disagree with the host, and that's what makes it good. But you know, the key about doing great radio, especially local radio, is having a connection with the community. And I can tell you today, of all the things I've been able to be associated with, looking back at this goofy run, the fact that Street Turkeys was just kind of a crazy idea, uh, and that legacy has continued long, 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 way after I've left, is a testament to not only the connection between FNZ and the city of Charlotte and the community and everybody that listens, but the fact that, you know what, we can disagree about sports because it should be an outlet of just kind of getting away from, from real everyday, everyday life. But the fact that that Street Turkeys event, has re- it just continues to rock and roll. Puts a smile on my face every year because that's really what it's all about, is connecting with the fan and, and having an understanding. We can disagree about the Hornets and, uh, well, you know, Michael Jordan, nice job. You know, hey, terrific. You put $3 billion in your pocket. You still haven't won a playoff series. We can argue about that all day. <laughs> Uh, but he did bring the Hornets back. But, again, that, that sense of community with the listener and the, and the case for what we do now with the viewer uh, is really the most important thing. But FNZ has always had a special place in my heart. And, um, again, still living here in Charlotte, you guys are rocking it. And, man, just appreciate everything. And uh, we've said it on the year before. We don't have an actual Hall of Fame, WBT. Our partner down the hall does. But when we when we have a Hall of Fame first and, and we, we should one day, you're you're the first guy that should be called because well, uh, we're not doing this without I, you. Wait a minute, we don't have a Hall of Fame. No, no. FNZ? no. How does WBT have a Hall? Of Fame? I know. We got we got to get on. <laughs> well, that's too. why. Keep, keep I'm gonna, we're going to physically I mean, build a Hall of Fame at 16B over there. <laughs> can, can, can I just ruffle some feathers here since I don't have to walk down the hallways? You know, if it wasn't for WBT. We probably don't have FNZ, and the reason for it is the late, great Jerry Valancourt 
uh, was on BC, yeah. and we used to love kicking his ass in his <laughs> 50,000 watts. Because I mean, we, we had like three gerbils. I mean, when the sun went down, we had all of about 16 watts uh, trying to entertain people. So without WBT and kicking them all over the yard, uh, there is no FNZ. It's true. I mean, we got to have a Hall of Fame at the end. I mean, can we get the sales department? Who, who's <laughs> running that? Who was running that show over there? Can we not get a WFNZ Hall of Fame? Pack and have some trouble with so many people at the end of this interview. Oh my lord! I think Pack uh, may have just got the Hall of Fame. We love kicking WBTs rear end. We Langston Wurtz is he still working with the Observer? I don't even know. Yes, he used to have like a media session, and, and Jerry Valancourt would always give him all this info. And, Langston would write it. We would rip Langston to shreds, and we took down the Observer. We took down WBT. I mean, we were like renegades. Man, we, we didn't care who. We didn't, if we ruffled feathers, so be it. I mean, that's what made the station great. Oh man! Well, we would. We are wouldn't you guys be still on the air, or do they just go ahead and pull the plug? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we've even, we've even added gerbils now on the FM side. We got multi. We that's got like ten gerbils. Afford. So that's so. all we could afford. That's why I went out. <laughs> in, in fifteen minutes, you just motivated a company. So we appreciate you coming there on. We here. Go. There, there we go. There we go. That's the least I can do. I mean, you guys haven't invited me back in thirteen years. Now you know why. <laughs> <laughs> all right, brother. It's great to hear from you, though. Be good. It's so good to all talk right. to you, man. Thank you so you much. You guys, be good. Listen to Mac and Bone every weekday morning from 6 to 10. Instant replay continues with more in a moment. Only on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. The exclusive home of the Charlotte Sports Fan. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. WFNC because great radio the second time around is always twice as nice. This afternoon on the Wesson Walker Show. When are you going to watch Wu-Tang, Walker? I need to. I know. There's a couple things that you put me on that nah, I'm going to watch. I I'm, keep trying to tell you. But I'm I'm also trying to tell you that <laughs> I just, I don't invest as much as I should. Now, the quarterback thing, I got on that right yeah. away. But you're such a hip-hop head like me, I know. though. So I, it's like, you would love it. And honestly, I think my girlfriend would be into it as well. That's a, it's so good. It's so well done. What you got, Fitty? All right, so I I finished episode two last night of the QB doc. Okay. And I'm, I'm sure y'all talked about this. Um, why why is Kirk Cousins in this? 
Kirk Cousins is one of the better quarterbacks in the league, man. Let's not act like Kirk Cousins is trash out here. I just why are you asking that question though? Is there I, something to diss him? I just don't really care what Kirk Cousins does to prepare to go be an average quarterback. All right, wow. okay. Well, hold wow. on one second because. In a documentary that also includes Marcus Mariota, and you're trying to point at Kirk Cousins and ask why he's in it. Okay, but the first two episodes, it's more Mahomes, Kirk's Cousins driven, not a whole lot of Marcus Mariota. Well, I mean, because... Because he's boring. What? what yeah. <laughs> Mariota is the most boring quarterback in that series. And look, it's not like Kirk Cousins is a ball of intrigue. I'm not trying to say that. It depends what you're looking for. Like, if you're a dad type or whatever, like, it, it's interesting to see that. I, I think he provides entertainment in different ways. I think Peyton Manning in Omaha Productions did a great job of picking very different level QBs. You're talking about Patrick Mahomes, who is the best in the NFL. You're talking about Kirk Cousins, who's real polarizing. I think at time, I think some people would argue that he's top ten. I would not. I would argue that he's more in that average to above average range. I think he's above average. I think he's above average. But I think in the postseason, we can see some turnover, happy feet, Kirk Cousins edition show up for 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 sure, and it's a little polarizing. Mariota is towards the bottom, but still a starting quarterback last year. I do think Omaha Productions did a great job of the 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 batch of quarterbacks that they picked. I I thought it was just fine. You don't like that. You you're mad at me now for saying Kirk Cousins yeah, is. Yeah, I mean average. I know he gets the rep about the prime time, which he debunked that in the show. I know the playoff wins might not necessarily be there, but to call him, I I mean the guy, here's here's what I want to know from you though what's because up? we oftentimes. Uh huh. You will get mad at me in my disrespect for QBs. Uh-huh. I've got four off of the rip. <laughs> uh-huh. Andy, Andy Dalton last year. Yeah. Kirk Cousins now. Yeah. Derek Carr. Yeah. Jared Goff. Yeah. Uh, you've got 17 quarterbacks. No, in your but top some 10. of these are contextual because me and you get into it about when we rate week to week them going into Panthers matchups. Oh, but for sure you, you, acted like, you acted like I was dissing Andy now, Dalton. Derek so Carr was bad. You did diss Andy. You did diss Andy Dalton. But come on, Kirk Cousins. And Jared Goff. Been, yeah, you dissed Jared Goff, too. Yeah, you oh, did. yeah, that one was pretty yeah, bad. Yeah, you dissed Jared Goff. Because Goff was having, for him, his best season of his <laughs> <Yeah>. career. <laughs> right, right. That's exactly my point. Last year was the best season of his career, possibly, and it was still what? In top, I mean, and he had a pretty solid QB? career, but he was really playing good football coming into that game. And you were like, eh, I'm not really worried about it. And I was like, uh, well, he's playing pretty good ball. Oh. And what did Carolina do? And JC Horn told us that <laughs> gave up six for 90 it, yards. No, I'm saying no, it, JC. I'm no, going with what PFF had. No, I'm believing JC. JC only <laughs> gave up one reception for 20 yards, and that was it. That's, That's what, what he said. JC but Kirk said. Cousins, since he's been in Minnesota alone, 153 touchdowns to 50 picks, 67 percent completion percentage. Come on, man. Stop no, it. And Kirk Cousins, I think, was really good last 100 year. 100 quarterback rating in I, Minnesota, five seasons. I think Kirk Cousins was, was good last year. I think that was actually one of his better seasons, too. And you see him throw for over 4,500 yards. Yeah. I really like... He's what, got some better ones, though. Um, Well, in Washington, he had the 4,900 yard. In 2020, he, he went 35-13. Yeah, I'm just talking about yardage. So, I'm going with 4,500 <laughs> yardage in 2022, and then 4,900 with the Commanders the second to last season before eventually he moved on to Minnesota. But yeah, I I think he's an above average quarterback. I think he's an above average guy. I wouldn't call him top 10, but I would call him above average. And at times he plays above. Like, I think you can win a Super Bowl with him. I think the offensive line has to improve. I just don't know if you're winning a Super Bowl because of what he does on a consistent basis.
but he can hurt you, no doubt about it. That's why I am with Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I mean, I think Kirk Cousins is a a really really good quarterback. So I mean. The numbers bear it out. He's just got to get some more wins. He's one of those quarterbacks that wins are going to validate. He'll be one of those guys that if he gets to an NFC Championship Super Bowl setting, if he wins a Super Bowl especially, and people will go back and look at his numbers and be like, man, we were sleeping on Kirk Cousins. He was nice. I, I know, but that's why context does matter okay. watching these games. Why are you, Matt? You've been shaking your head the whole Kirk Cousins conversation, Fiddy. Why are you shaking your head? You know that you know that football season is about to start because you just start getting dumb take after dumb dumb take after dumb take this 704 number <laughs> says that Kirk cousins and then this 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 might derail the segment is a better quarterback than Jake DeLong. He is. There's no question about it. Bull what do you crap. mean? Look at the numbers. When did Jake DeLong ever have seasons, it's a, seasons real like this? Era. I mean, it's, come a, on now. it's a real he, different he era took, of football. He took an 11 and 5 team to the Super Bowl and went throw for throw. With with Tom Brady before John Casey forgot how to kick a the, to, how to kick the ball off. Okay, but he, he took him to two NFC title games in what a four or five year span. They went to the playoffs three times in his career. Like he accomplished more in his postseasons than Kirk Cousins has ever dreamed of accomplishing. I like Jake DeLone, but come on, now, if you put Kirk Cousins on that Super Bowl team with Moose and all those guys, I think they win that. game. Honestly, you know what though, you you, Kirk, you think Kirk Cousins, but Jake DeLone played great. The Patriots. I'm saying that Jake DeLome did really play good. I don't want to talk bad about Jake, though. But Kirk Cousins' overall totality of career, yes, he's got a career 97.8 quarterback rating. He's a career 252 touchdowns up against 105 interceptions and a career 67% quarterback. Get out of here. Okay, so let me ask you this. Big game on the line. You're in prime time. Do you want Kirk Cousins as your quarterback? Well, Kirk Cousins or do you as you want Jake DeLome? I'm taking Kirk Cousins, bro. How? Like how? <laughs> but Kirk Cousins debur- debunks the whole primetime thing in the show. You'll see that. He'll show you all the games he's won in primetime. Okay, so you think Kirk Cousins goes to Philadelphia and beats that Eagles team on the road? You think Kirk Cousins goes into Soldier Field but who, and does But who what's... could beat the Eagles last year on no, the road? I'm talking about when, with, with what Jake did on the Super Bowl run when they went to when they went to Philadelphia and won. Does, does, yeah, does, does, does that Kirk team Cousins was loaded. That game? Yeah, that team was loaded. Kirk Cousins is the thing about Kirk Cousins' game. He is super accurate. And then with that Carolina team, when you're talking Moose and Steve Smith and Stephen Davis is a support in the run game with that O line and that defense, yes, a thousand times, yes. Kirk Cousins is nasty. Um, I well, nasty. This is right. Like nasty is a little too much for me. Oh my god. Kirk Cousins is better than Jake Delhomme, I think overall. Jake DeLone played in a different era. Pretty tough to compare because we know what John Fox and the Carolina Panthers wanted to do on that Super Bowl run. It's hand the ball off to Steven Davis and Deshaun Foster and allowed Jake DeLone to eat off of that by throwing to Steve Smith and Moose and Muhammad. And then you look at the totality of their careers. Cousins going to have, by far and away, the better career. I love what Jake DeLone did for this Panthers team. In a big game, I actually don't think that's a crazy combo. Like Jake DeLome, especially, especially in that postseason run, he mm-hmm. was balling. The primetime stuff, it's real. I know what he said on on the quarterback documentary, mm-hmm. but from what I'm looking up right now, I'm looking at an article that was posted in 2022, so I don't know what he did this past season. It was early on last year. But he began his NFL career 0-9 on Monday Night Football. 0-9. Not one win. 
to start his career. But that's not all Seriously? Oh, okay, but some of but it But I can get it. Be. Record is record. Is record. But, I, but, we can rock with No, that. I'm with you. Wins shouldn't be a, a 100% QB stat. I, I'm with you on that. But 0-9 oh, to start off your year or start off your career in Monday Night Football, I saw somewhere 11-18 and 18 overall in primetime games. Mm-hmm. You can check me on that if you want. That's just what I'm looking at right no, now. No, no doubt, no doubt. But I'm just saying, if I gave you, you know, I love blind resumes. Mm-hmm. If I gave you that and say, okay, I'm going to give you a quarterback that in his last five seasons goes 4,200 yards, 30 touchdowns to 10 picks, uh, 3,600 yards, 26 Kirk's touchdowns to 6 picks. Career. Yeah. 4,200 yards, 35 touchdowns to 13 interceptions, 4,200 yards, 33 touchdowns to 7 interceptions, and 4,500 yards, yeah. 29 touchdowns to 14 interceptions. You're taking that all – you're going to say, where can I get him at? Sign him up. I'm going to take I'm gonna take the career of Kirk Cousins. I will. Now. I just I, – I don't see how you can do that knowing that that guy, unless he does it this year, and I don't believe it's going to happen, that guy in big moments comes up small. He, he has one. He has one moment. Where he beat the New Orleans Saints in the postseason, and Kirk Cousins delivered some very nice throws in that game. Look, I'm one that has always been iffy on Kirk Cousins, as we're demonstrating now, but I'm going to give him his credit for that game against the Saints where he had to come up with monster throws, especially one deep down the field, dime. Like, I really like what you saw from Kirk in that game, but really that's the only one to point to. Now, I really, I want to move this combo. Because I thought you were going to go with a different quarterback that came in on the text line when referring to a dumb take. I thought <laughs> I thought you were going to go with the person that said Kirk Cousins is way better than Dak Prescott. I thought you were going to say that was a real dumb take. That, I do think, is not very smart. I would go with Dak Prescott over Kirk Cousins. Because we can talk about the lack of playoff wins for Dallas, too. But one of them is in that Green Bay game where Aaron Rodgers maybe gave us the best throw of the decade to Jared Cook on the sideline in order to set them up for a game-winning field goal. Dak Prescott was good. I know he had the interception, but Dak Prescott was good. We have, what, Fiddy, two playoff wins? For Dak. Yeah, and multiple playoff appearances, of course. (laughs) I'm going to be taking Dak Prescott in in the better quarterback argument between those two guys. Yeah, and look, uh, horse show dad. (laughs) Okay. That's actually different. brought up the same point. I think I brought up, we were talking about this last week when it comes to Cousins. I, I I said that Cousins was this decade's Tony Romo. Great, great numbers. He's going to give you production left and right. Now, granted, he's got a lot of skill position talent around him to put up these great numbers. But when you need him to go win games and stuff like that, I don't think he's the guy that's going to do that. Um, and when it, when it comes to Dak, that one's... I, I, I think I'm with you. I think I take Dak Prescott because he was down 21-3 to Aaron Rodgers, led the ferocious comeback. They went toe-to-toe with the Rams on the road the year that the Rams went to the Super Bowl. Like Dak hasn't come up as small in the big moments as Kirk Cousins has. I I mean, I did not I did not mean to derail the segment, but there's no, no way I, I, you, I, you I, warned us that you were going to. There, though. There's no <laughs> way I look at what Kirk Cousins has done in the playoffs and said, you know what? I'd rather have that guy quarterbacking my team than Jake DeLow. He had a good year last year, though. I'll give him that. And, Very and he Jared lost Goff-esque. at home to Daniel freaking Jones. Yeah, it was Daniel bad. Jones. But that's what I'm saying. But you act like that's all his fault, though. Like, it's, it's not. A, the Giants' defense was high. Well, what you see with this QB documentary is Kirk Cousins clearly hurting very badly. Uh, look, it wasn't an excuse for Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes is also the best quarterback to maybe have ever done it when his career is said and done. Mini goat. But in this documentary, Wes, you can attest to this as well. 
Kirk Cousins is out there hurting bad. Yeah. Every single game, as soon as he suffers that rib injury. And dropping down. Uh, yeah, and he was playing well. Well, and but I will say this, too. We can go to, what was it, the Buffalo Bills game, mm-hmm. where he just throws it up. And Justin yeah. Jefferson does the Justin Jefferson thing and Kirk Cousins. That will count as a point towards him in the completion percentage. But that completion percentage belongs solely to Justin Jefferson. Yeah, and in that Giants game, he completed 79% of his passes, 273 yards and two touchdowns. But it's his fault they lost, though, right? 31 yeah, Kirk- or 39? I, no, Come I don't. on now. Are you going to go with there? I can't. in the building now. I, I, need, I need to get my Viking schedule if yeah, you're going to go game for game. Come holler at me. No, I'm talking about the playoff <laughs> game. I'm talking about the playoff game. He was 31 to 39, 273 and two touchdowns. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, but well, it's his fault. It works. You know how it works in the NFL. When when you when you win, you get all the praise. Yeah, but let's when not you fall lose, into... You, you, but, you know, you get all the blame. But let's not fall into that simple trap, though. Like I said, he played well enough for them to win the game. Maybe should he have thrown a third touchdown to get him a win? Sure. But he played fairly flawed. Also, in that, well, that's in that QB doc, though. Kirk Cousins shows how he missed a play. Like, hey, I mean, and, and he did. I mean, but when I say at flawless, it's like at if I can get that type of game from my quarterback, yeah. you should win that game. There are more factors that go into you losing that game. Yeah, I mean, can we decide what to do as a show real quickly before we move on? Because <laughs> I was we, trying to get to these position I battles. I know, but, my bad guys, but, but, my well, bad. It's okay. And <laughs> no, I know. it's great. Well, I love it. Wes has a strong sense too to defend Kirk and some of these quarterbacks that he gets frustrated with me calling average or slightly above average. Yeah, and then he needs to say, "Hey, it's not Kirk's fault." Can we give them? one important position battle. Let's go rapid fire and then maybe touch on it a little bit more as the show goes on. Okay. Give me one important position battle defensively so we can please the T's as they say That's in the industry. Right. Give me an important position battle on the defensive side that you're most intrigued by. Uh, definitely nose tackle because that's going to be such a huge position in that 3-4 base defense. The favorite they're listing, Marquan McCall, but then they've got Bravian Roy and John Yeah. P- Penicini uh, also in there as well, but McCall's got that great size, 6'3", 345 pounds. That's going to be a key guy in that defense to keep Shaq, and especially Frankie Louvre, who's playing a little bit out of position. Keep those guys clean so they can be uh, disruptive, man. So that's what I'd like to see, because that's going to be a key position that's not going to always show up in the stats. Yeah, you're looking at the defensive tackle position. I'm kind of looking at at that as well, because we've talked a lot about opposite Brian Burns stuff. So we know Derek Brown is going to be your number one defensive tackle moving on, you know, the defensive line a little bit with the side man. Yeah, he's front. a defensive end now. Yeah. Uh, Shy Tuttle, Deshaun Williams. I mean, who is, is Shy Tuttle your for sure next guy up? I would think so. Yeah. But Deshaun Williams also has the familiarity with Averro no and, doubt. No and doubt. is good. Lots and is, of advantages. So I, I think that might be interesting to see the Shy Tuttle, Deshaun Williams combo to see just how many snaps each of those guys share starting. Who's going to have the higher share at the end of the season? Mm-hmm. I'd still say Tuttle. But it'll be interesting to see just uh, what kind of situations those guys are on the um, in the starting line. You can hear Wes and Walker live and local every weekday afternoon from noon to 3. Sit tight and stay locked because Instant Replay continues next. Only on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNC. The exclusive home of the Charlotte Sports Fan. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. 
only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. This is Instant Replay on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Earlier this afternoon on the Kyle Bailey Show... Steve Smith Sr., Carolina Panthers legend, NFL Network analyst, Hall of Honor member for the past couple of years, and one of Charlotte's favorites. He's back with us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline for his Monday conversation. And again, that means football must be right around the corner. Mr. Smith, how are you, sir? It's good to have you back. What's going on? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, you know, just lazy summer, trying to get through to football like everybody else. What have you been up to? Um, I guess I, I guess lazy summer as well. I'd say it is. Everybody needs to recharge. Uh, but we were talking about the excitement level going into this season. We all get excited as football fans every year when the season's almost back. But for Panthers fans, uh, this one feels different, right? How long has it been since fans and maybe yourself included have been this excited going into a season? Uh, I'm excited every year. You yeah. know, it's just because every every year there's 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 new possibilities. Uh, obviously, you talk about excitement here in Carolina. I think there is some excitement. Um, rightfully so. You got a quarterback. I think the excitement, the excitement around Bryce Young. I have to echo some of my former teammates. Um, is I, I think it has the same excitement uh, with the potential of you know Heisman Trophy winner Cam Newton, right? The possibility of what can happen because you've seen the quarterback what he what uh, Cam did in college equaled up to a national championship, uh, did some impossible things that the average uh, human cannot do. Uh, Superman was doing it. And I believe uh, Bryce Young brings that same element of excitement, but also mystique of will that trend, how many wins and how many plays will that transfer for the Carolina Panthers? Well, I'm glad you said that because, you know, when it comes to excitement going into a season, you're right, it's always there. And especially in your role as a national analyst, you've got a lot more going on than maybe a lot of folks listening because you're covering the whole league each and every day. But from a rookie, like if you were just to step back and look at this team, no logo on it, you see, you know, it's a pretty talented roster, I think, but a rookie quarterback coming in. How much tempering of expectations should there be just knowing that the guy who's going to take the snaps hasn't done this before? He's done this before. He's played football. Right. right? It's, still, it's still football. Now, what it looks like on the NFL stage, it all is going to vary. And it varies based on where people are, the coaching staff, the players, the organization. There's so many. As a fan, you look at it as ancillary. But for the organization, it all must flow. Everything must work. The the windows, the gas, the headlights, the tires, it all has to work. And, and it's heading into football season. It's a long family trip that mom and dad and the children all must pack accordingly. 
and there's a list of items that you must put on that list. You must put in that bag. You cannot, you cannot afford not to have it. However, we all know on this journey of the 2023 heading into the 2024 season that you have to be aware that you're going to stay in some luxury hotels. You're going to have some journeys of a lifetime. However, you're also going to be in some snooty foxes. You're going to be in some 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 Marriott uh, Fa- Fairfield Suite Inns. You're going to have to just uh, have a, a cot and a blanket, sleep a few hours to get back on the road because obviously the ultimate goal is to get to Las Vegas for the Super Bowl. Steve Smith Sr., Carolina Panthers legend, NFL Network analyst. He's with us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. The wide receiver room, uh, this is your this is your expertise, your specialty. Uh, they've added some talent to the room. There's no doubt about that. They, they went through the draft as well with uh, Mr. Mingo. But what do you think about the collection of talent there and maybe the fact that there's no clear-cut number one guy there right now? Is that important at all? There's a clear-cut number one guy because it goes with uh, seniority and experience. Makes it, has sense. To be at, it has to be Adam Thielen. Uh, you also look at uh, the coordinator um, with Coach Thomas. Where does he come from? He comes from the Los Angeles Rams. Understanding that you got to have a guy that can move around who's super-duper smart, and that's Adam Thielen. Not to say the other guys aren't, but Adam Thielen has the most experience on the roster for the wide receivers in a wide receiver room. The next guy in line with that experience has to be uh, Sean Jeffries, the, the wide receivers coach. Other than that, there are a ton of guys who have never played in this particular offense thus far and have been successful to the degree that the defensive coordinators and the defenses that they will go against for the remainder of the year are scared of them. This wide receivers group is has to prove and be ready to show that the size or the lack of size in the quarterback, the offense, the coordinator, and the head coach, Frank Wright, that they're all ready to show that they can play this game from not just the physicality, physical standpoint, but also the mental game as well. And I think we're going to see that um, heading into training camp. And obviously we will have some, a little bit of false enthusiasm and some false uh, insecurities coming in and out of uh, the preseason game. We've got plenty of time to talk about the on the field stuff, but I do want to ask you one more thing before we touch on some other things. Uh, We were just talking about Miles Sanders coming over from Philadelphia. What Mm -hmm. impact do you think he can have on this offense? Well, if you run the football, he can have a huge impact. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peoples as well. Uh, you know, uh, Blackshear. I, I believe that this backfield for the Carolina Panthers can be extremely complicated, and they have three or four different backs who all do different things, right? And so they, you, you, you can really become creative and have different speeds. And then they also can challenge each other. Tuba Hubbard was presumably showing he can play football. He has some, you know, got injured a little bit. He's still young. Blackshear comes out of nowhere. And then now you got Peoples. You have uh, Miles Sanders. So all of this, all of this offense, they really can, these running backs can really change the pace of the game in which we didn't have that ch- uh, change of pace when we got, uh, when we, 
relieved or traded off CMC. But we were always asking, what happens if CMC isn't available, which at times happened, and then they traded him. What can we expect? And then Foreman does a great job. So we just really need to figure out and not allow the teams to pinpoint exactly which guy is which, but I believe they all bring something to the table. Steve Smith Sr., Panthers legend, NFL Network analyst. He's with us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, Steve, we found out that uh, a couple of guys that were your teammates, Masin Muhammad and, of course, Julius Peppers, will join yeah. you in the Panthers Hall of Honor. We watched you go in with Jake and uh, Wesley and Jordan a couple of years ago. I'd love your thoughts and reaction to those two guys joining you in a pretty special honor. I, I mean, you know, with with Big Bro, with Moose, um, you know, you can't talk about the Carolina Panthers without – uh, mentioning uh, Musa Muhammad and obviously uh, Julius Peppers, I had the the opportunity to play with both of those guys, and um, I was always it was always remarkable that um, my five nine and three four self would always have to stand next to Pep um, on every team pitcher, and I would be on you know no one really knows, but I, for a long time, or for every time I took a picture next to him, I was always on my tippy toes, and I still looked extremely short so that just shows you and he played defensive end just shows you how you know how big of a mammoth of a man pep was and how he impacted the game and you know he obviously went on to play with other teams but um pep was one of those guys you always knew exactly where he was on the field and then obviously getting the opportunity to play um and be taught by moose and then playing against moose and then him coming back to finish up uh, was very it was it was very touching and it was great to experience all of that with Musan. Yeah, it's a pretty cool thing to watch. Can't wait to watch that happen later this year. Steve, you're uh, you know you always advocate for guys to get theirs and do well. You're very pro player in that way, and and in, the, in my experience, you always have been. So I'm fascinated to know what you think about this ongoing conversation about the depressed running back market and all these meetings and what can be done about it. What's your perspective? I mean, a depressed running back market. Um, it's kind of like the high prices and anything else, man. They ain't asking the damn consumers nothing. So it don't even matter what our opinion is. That's the going rate. <laughs> and that's just kind of how it is. Um, you know, quarterbacks, that's the premium position. DBs, linebackers, uh, wide receivers. But for whatever reason, um, running backs are not getting paid. But also, too, the shelf life. Um, you pay a guy all this money, and yes, he's going to have some great numbers. But realistically, how dependable can you really rely on a running back to have a, you know, if he plays 16 years? Like, look at AP. Um, you know, uh, AP Peterson was, he was remarkable. However, when he wasn't available because of injury, not to his doing, that team really slipped. And I think teams just don't want to have to pay a lot of money. Ezekiel Elliott, uh, DeMarco Murray, they are the flavor of the month. But when that month is over, it's going to change. I mean, look at the Tennessee Titans, uh, how they constructed their offense around Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry is a remarkable running back. But ultimately, you cannot rely on Derrick Henry to carry the workload for that team and also go deep in the playoffs consistently, just like you can't rely on just one wide receiver to throw the ball and throw yourself out of trouble. It has to be a combination. How teams do it, 
I'm not really sure. I'm, but that's just kind of how it is, and it's un- unfortunate. But it's also the changing of the times, right? You talking about the running backs complaining? How you think the fullbacks feel? There ain't yeah. a fullback. There ain't a football. <laughs> if full, the fullbacks in the league, you could put them right there in the category with T Rex, non-existent. They are not around, and that's just an unfortunate part of this game. It happens. Great to have you back. Appreciate the time. Talk to you in a couple of weeks, Steve. Thank you. Appreciate it. You've tuned into Instant Replay. When the audio was so good, it has to be heard again. Only on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. The exclusive home of the Charlotte Sports Fan.